This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a Live at five. Yeah, live at it's five. Live, live at five. That's right. Courageous cat. Uh, seven and a half minutes after the hour, and uh, we are ready for a Thursday show. Thursday. Talk about uh, this, that, and the other thing. Interesting post on uh, Twitter that was made five years ago about the movie industry. Uh, Anthony Mackie. I never heard of this guy, but I, I, I'll, I'll play it for you sometime during uh, the first part of today's show. Boy, does this really measure up uh, then and now? And, and to me, just I've never heard a guy, especially an actor who knows more about the, uh, things than I do, describe the state of uh, of, uh, of Hollywood. And it's, it has nothing to do with the woke nature. This was done back in 2017, but I'll play that for you in a little bit. Of course, the uh, the big news continues to be the uh, the hurricane down in Florida. I've been asking people who have properties down there, hey, well, how's your property doing? You know, I mean, I'm concerned. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people are worrying. Kevin Fear is one of them. It took, me, it took him like 20 minutes to get back to me. So I don't know. I'm too busy selling uh, number mattresses. You see my infomercial? People on Fort Trump love it. <laughs> you hear that commercial all the time. Yeah, he paid the price. He was in the military for 18 years. He needed a new bed. But he financed it for 72 months. I mean, what, what's going on here, Kevin? Jeepers. So apparently he, he doesn't know what's going on with his property. My friend Nancy, she, she feels confident everything's okay. Her place is near, closer to Daytona. Uh, but the whole state was affected by it. And uh, it's shocking to see, you know, I, again, I, I, I don't see uh, Joe Scarborough talking about body bags like he did years ago on uh, MSNBC uh, in his live report. That was nice. But oh, hundreds of people are feared dead. So it's a horrible, horrible story. And, uh, you know, and, and again, of course, the whole nature of uh, the Joy Reads of the world saying that this is, this is just the nature of global warming. Uh, and something like this haven't, hasn't happened in, in so long. In fact, we haven't had a major hurricane in the uh, southeast uh, for a very long time. Uh, but it's just horrible. It's just terrible. It's the risk you take. You know, it's like Hyman Roth says, this is the business we, cho- this is the business we chose. And you've got to live with those consequences if and when something like this does happen. Uh, but the liberals will keep talking. And, they, and honestly, they keep winning. I read something today, I don't know if it's true, that Joy Bahar hinted that she's going to retire. What's, what's this mass exodus? You know, you see Jean-Pierre. She's left to pick up all the, all, you know, just to continue the legacy of a horrible administration, otherwise known as the Biden administration. Uh, and uh, uh, Jen Psaki came out with a very, reveal, very revealing uh, 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 statement about, you know, uh, the midterms on uh, Meet the Press this past weekend. So a lot of people saw the writing on the wall. In fact, Janet Yellen, she's going to uh, hit, the, uh, hit the road, too, come January. The Secretary of Treasury. The Treasury Secretary, I should say. Uh, and, uh, oh, wait, we just got a text here from someone with Florida. Uh, oh, well, the Duff Man. The Duff Man has property down there, too. Just got word our place, his place is good, but windows blown out at the clubhouse and no power, water, or subs. Well, jeepers. <laughs> I'm not going down there if he ain't got no clubhouse. Didn't you have a clubhouse across the street? Parts of it are still there. Well, that's good to know, Duff, uh, because no one likes to, you know, uh, you know. we talked to Joe Stanley about uh, flood insurance and all the stuff that you need in the case of uh, a, a natural catastrophe like this. So anyway, Janet Yellen's hitting the road. She's the one who talks like this. She talks with a really strong Brooklyn accent. It's transitory. And she's got a collar up. 
If there's one woman who should not have her collar up, it's Janet Yellen. Anyway, she's hitting the road, and they're going to give. It's kind of like the second stringers are coming in to pick, you know, to, just to basically, you know, salvage what's left of the Biden administration before he chooses, obviously, not to run. And Mayor Pete, along with uh, Stacey Abrams or somebody, will run in 2024 and more than likely win by at least 10 million votes. And, uh, and we're just going to have to sit there and say, well, that doesn't seem to be very fair. Yeah, well, you're racist. That's why. That's the way it's been lately. But anyway, I'll play the bit from uh, Anthony Mackey later. Uh, speaking of the Biden administration, a couple of things. Uh, and I, I, I failed to mention this yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden mistakenly forgot that the, the, the congresswoman from Indiana, responsible for something that he was, I, and, I, and I should know this, but he was at an event and she thought, he, he thought she was in the room. And, and sure enough, she, and re- tragically, she died like two months ago in a car crash. And he's like, where, where is she? Where is she? Is she here? Where is she? Uh, well, maybe she's here in spirit. See, he couldn't even say. I mean, unbelievable. And then we have people calling up and saying, how can you say such nasty things? I'm not saying anything nasty about anybody. It's, just, it's a big, big concern that the president doesn't know who's in the room, who's not in the room, more, more importantly. And then who could forget what Kamala Harris said on the DMZ there and between uh, uh, the border of South and North Korea? Now, it seems like uh, an honest mistake. It's either North Korea or it's South Korea. But in the case of, of Kamala Harris and the way she's walking around and the way they're directing her to go, you know, she's at this, this big summit meeting with the, with the president of South Korea. They're there on the DMZ line, one of the most dangerous territories in the planet. And, and, and she went on and on about it. She kind of said it a couple of times. I honestly believe that she has no clue about what's going on in the world, about history, about what happened during the, uh, the Korean War, uh, the, the differences. It's just insanity that this woman is one heartbeat away. And a good point was made uh, uh, today on the, I think it was the Brian Kilmeade show. One of the, one of the uh, Fox guys there with the weird uh, hairline, he just wrote a book. And he made a very good point. He's, he, he's good. And I'm sorry for getting his name. I'm just, I'm just up there in age. I, I'm forgetting stuff. But he's one of those guys. You see him a lot. And he's, he's got the glib. He's got the gift of gab. Uh, but one thing he said, and, and this makes so much sense, it's like, you know, if you're a comedian, allegedly, or if you have a, like a, 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 lit, a, a battery of writers working for you, like in the Stephen Colbert show, and they do, Stephen Colbert, I believe, has, has over 25 writers working for his staff. And, and no different, by the way, than, than David Letterman, for that matter, Johnny Carson. Uh, but uh, that's the way the networks operate. And you always gather your, your, inf- you know, your, your comedy from real-life situations. It could be from, from you know, politics to uh, the latest celebrity scandal to the tidy ball man, uh, like uh, Carson used to make fun of all the time. And, and yet Stephen Colbert said nothing about the gaffe from Vice President Kamala Harris. I mean, that in itself is so much material. You could do so much with that. Not to mention, you can you know you can play along with what he said with the with the congresswoman who uh, tragically died two months ago. You don't want to make a joke about it, but you you know you want to at least address it in your monologue or at some point or another. Saturday Night Live, for instance, will premiere their next season. I think think this is uh, it's almost fifty fifty minus two or minus three, so it's the forty seventh season because they started in seventy five. Uh, do the math here. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be 45 or whatever, 47 or 48. I don't know how, how they figure it out. It's like the Oscars. You know, you have to go back and forth because the Oscars you know, are, are about the year that happened before. They were – never mind. So, uh, no, nothing. And I guarantee you uh, on Saturday – by the way, at least for Oz and I were going over all the people that are, that are exiting – uh, uh, la- you know the, uh, the 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 cast of Saturday Night Live. They're losing at least six. Not that you and I or anyone listening right now cares or even knows who these people are, uh, but it's going to be essentially a brand new uh, uh, a staff or cast members. Uh, most one of which is is uh, I believe he characterizes him or herself as non-binary. So it's going to be the first non-binary cast member of Saturday Night Live uh, this week, and I'm sure you're all jumping for joy and you can't wait to see that. But you watch. Everything, of course, will be about uh, uh, Marjorie Greene uh, or something to do about uh, uh, Ron DeSantis because they see him as an imminent a threat. And, of course, who can forget uh, Donald Trump himself and his sons? Uh, but no mention about Kamala Harris not having a clue of where she is and why. The other thing about Kamala Harris, uh, is, as she's walking, the, the president of South Korea is kind of guiding her along, being a gentleman that he is, a statesman-like, and he wants to... You know, 
And the look on her face is like, oh boy. You know, remember why she was chosen. It was it, it, the, the the question was posed on the president. I believe, uh, I, I think, in in one of many debates, uh, one of one debate, of course, he said, "Turn on the record player," and uh, made other gaffes. But at one point, he just admitted, uh, without the consulting, with the co- consultation from his staff and crew, uh, more likely than Ron Klain uh, and Valerie Jarrett and others, and for that matter, Michelle Obama. He said, "Yeah, uh, we're going to have a, a black woman as vice presidential candidate." He just said it as a whim. So at that point, it's like, oh, boy, that just limited it to either, you know, Kamala Harris, Stacey Abrams, or that maniac out there in California, I forget her name. And, of course, he chose Kamala Harris. She was the safe pick. One heartbeat away, folks. All right, so here, let me play this now. Um, as you know, I'm a movie buff, and I'm not into these, uh, I guess you could say, superhero movie series. Uh, I, and it's funny because when I, there was a time where I said, gee, they don't do enough superhero adaptations like they did when Richard Donner did the, uh, for instance, uh, the Superman series one and two in the late 70s, early 80s. And I'll never forget the time I went to New York City every, every, every Christmas. My mom would take me to the Ziegfeld Theater or some theater in, Min- in Midtown Manhattan and we'd watch whatever was explosive that year. And uh, watching uh, Superman one and two over the course of, I believe, two years, if I'm not mistaken, because they were made consecutively, almost like one movie, but they, they were released within like of, you know, two years of each other. And I just felt like I can, once I left, you know, here it is, I'm in New York City, and I'm in Midtown, and I'm coming out of this incredible movie, and I just feel like I could just jump up and fly all over the place. It's just such a great feeling. And, of course, then there was a, a moment of, there was a hiatus, if you will, until Batman uh, came out, I believe, what, in the early 90s with uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, uh, Burton did that. And that was kind of the resurrection of, like, well, they, you know, uh, they, they, Superman was done in the late 70s, early 80s, and then, you know, it took another 10, 11 years before there was any type of superhero movie. Then you had the Spider-Man movie. Uh, with Toby Hooper, whatever his name is, and uh, and then, then from there it just went on. Just in the last 10, 12 years, that's all you have. You have X-Men, you have X-Men 2, you have the Y-Man, you have the Z-Man, all this stuff. So, you know, and, and, I, and I refuse to watch it because it's just a lot of it is just CGI and horrible, uh, 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 you know, I guess you could say storylines. So this guy, again, his name is Anthony Mackey on why most movies today are trash. Please note that this was from five years ago, 2017. But boy, does this guy make a lot of sense. Let's see if this works. I'm going to turn this on and see if this, if you can all hear this. Here's Anthony Mackey five years ago. Going to the movies used to be an experience. It used to be a family affair. It used to be an event. Whereas now, you know, if people will go see movies just because they said it's going to be number one and everybody know the movie's bad you went to go see the stallone movie you went to go see the schwarzenegger movie now you go see x-men so the 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 evolution of the superhero has meant the death of the movie star Mm -hmm. and that's the fear now because you're now making movies for 16 year olds and china And that's it. You think of some of your favorite movies growing up, those movies wouldn't get made today. Right. Goonies? Wouldn't get made today. Halloween? Wouldn't get made today. Thing? Wouldn't get made today. Wow. <laughs> and all of them, you watch, you watch Stranger Things on Netflix. Has anybody ever seen Stranger Things? <laughs> Stranger Things is Goonies. It's everything. It's, it's Goonies. Yeah. Three kids. Go on a mission, find underground, there's an alien, kill an alien, Goonies. <laughs> Even when they found the little dark world where the alien was, they went down the slide like, <laughs> Goonies. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a different time now. The business, they make movies for specific uh, audiences as opposed to just making good movies. So he made it very prophetic. But, uh, by the way, he's wrong. Of course, five years ago, he wouldn't know that they would make a remake of the thing. And uh, they, uh, they, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis is in yet another Halloween movie. But again, those are uh, what he was saying. And I thought the, the most important thing was like you went to see an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or a Stallone movie in his latest, like Rambo or First Blood. Uh, and and now his first statement uh, it was made it was made uh, very clear. Uh, that yes, a lot of mo- a lot of these movies get to to be box office smashes, but they're not good, 
And and typically the average uh, critic, and we don't have the Siskel and Ebert's anymore, or the uh, oh, there's so many other critics, Dennis Cunningham, uh, uh, just people that when they didn't like a movie, they would actually tell you. But now, uh, certainly in the last 10, 20 years for that matter, critics always love the movies because they want to see their name in Variety magazine. They want to see their name on some website. They want to be. They want to kiss at the asses of all the producers and directors and performers of all these movies. And, but in the process, the movie star has been lost in translation. And if you think about it, you know, name me, a, I mean, who is the Rock Hudson of our time? We could say, oh, it's Brad Pitt. He was in Bullet Train. Okay. Uh, well, it's, it's uh, Tom Cruise. It's okay. Well, Tom Cruise has been around since the 80s. I mean, we really don't have movie stars anymore. And yet every time I'll turn on either one of the E.T. shows or entertainment variety shows, whichever, or for that matter, interviews with uh, Stephen Colbert, these cute, demure, size nothing actresses from Britain most often come out on the stage and they flip their hair around like they're one of the Olsen twins. And they just talk and talk about the character and how they had to to do the research and and then refer to them as if they're in the third person. Oh, well, you know, Virginia is the type of person. I was like, oh, my God, what a bore. What a bore. And yet, and yet Hollywood, for the most part, still survives on X-Men and other movies of that sort. So I wanted to share that with you. I thought that uh, Anthony Mackie, although wrong on some fronts, he wouldn't know how many sequels would be made since he said this back in 2017, was spot on with where Hollywood was then and certainly where it is now. Uh, if you want to comment on that or anything going on in your world, by all means, 755-1240 is the number. I did listen to some of the uh, hotline show today. I can't recall if uh, I'm still, uh, man, what was it, two days ago? Uh, then when he talked to Matt Costelli and, of course, Congresswoman uh, Elise Stefanik, third in line in the uh, House of Representatives, called in uh, somewhat you know, like upset about the, the interview in terms of what Costelli said about her. Great radio. Jeff, of course, uh, did a fantastic job. I thought that I would be speaking with Matt Costelli today. I was mistaken uh, when I was confirming it with uh, Matt Costelli's uh, assistant today about four hours ago. She said, no, that's tomorrow. I said, whoops. So we're going to be talking to Matt Costelli tomorrow at exactly 5.15 right here on the Live at 5 show. Whether or not uh, our congresswoman up until at least the 31st of December, uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik will chime in after that. I doubt it, by the way. But nonetheless, uh, that, uh, be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Uh, what else is going on? I know, I know um, something's up with Cliff Only. I read that earlier, but I, I, I can't find it at this point. So I'm going to need your help. Someone out there? Is anybody out there? We got somebody on the line now. Hi, uh, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Uh, just real quick, I, I yeah. need to do a little correct on you. Yeah, by all means. Uh, you said the North Korean, South Korean border was the most dangerous border in the world. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say. Do uh, you understand that this yeah. week yeah. the United Nations said that our southern border between the United States and Mexico yeah. is the most dangerous border in the world? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, I yeah, I got to condition myself to realize that yeah, it's not the DMZ uh, line at all. It's it's right here in Texas. You, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. Right here in our back door. Right. No, you, you don't have to be quick about that. I'm, no one else is calling. That's you make a very very good point. And uh, and Kamala Harris is all over it. She's she's taking care of that border too. But it's a sad state of affairs. Of course it is. And you know, do you notice that? You know, here it is where where the News and Talk Authority we have uh, essentially Republican radio here twenty four seven, and yet we have CBS News interfering with all of this Republican rhetoric at the top and the bottom of the hour. And do you notice the little footnotes they add? Uh, so-and-so said this. And by the way, they, they deny that uh, Joe Biden is the president uh, and, and, and question the 2020 election results. They always have to throw that in there, if you've noticed. And, of course, no mention on CBS or anywhere uh, about that incident that happened uh, up in the northwest there where the poor 18-year-old had an argument with someone at a street fair and got run over by the guy. And the guy claimed that he did it and re- so that he, he, he felt threatened because uh, he was the, the kid, the 18-year-old, was a Republican extremist. So he ran him over with his Ford Explorer. And that story well, has yet to make it anywhere other than Fox News. So uh, I don't well, know. Yeah. Pres- former President Ob- Obama yeah. says that the Republicans 
are scared of how many brown people are coming into this country. Right, right. That was just wrong, too. When did he say that? Is that something he said over uh, a week ago? A week last, ago. Last week. And who could forget in what, 2018 or 2019 during the Trump administration prior to COVID, of course, Michelle Obama uh, said the same thing. Oh, they've been running for us. They're afraid of us uh, because we could do yep. things better than they can. You can. Every, every American, most, most American cities right now are in shambles. And you just can't make that claim. And yet the white elitists just let her say it and they go right back to their gated communities feeling real good about themselves. So you just can't win. You can't win this. The, the, I don't know if it's a war, if it's a battle. We're definitely not united, but we're not winning here. And you know what? The gun nut called in today. Uh, that's the one part of the hotline show I do remember. Uh, and maybe he's listening to me too much. But the gun nut said, you know, Jeff, we're losing this. And I, I think he might have even suggested that we have already lost. Uh, and I kind of say that uh, as passive-aggressive on social media posts and so forth and get you know a stern reaction from conservatives like me. But in, in, in reality, I feel like we've already lost. I, what, what say you about that? Have we lost? What, what, what's, what's going on? I'm holding out hope that the American people are smarter than what they want us to be. Well, you know, the major stockholders, for instance, of like Disney and other corporations – are you know are, are are putting you know their 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 CEOs on the carpet and saying hey enough with this woke nonsense you're really ruining the brand you, 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 now you got Ron DeSantis uh, threatening to tax uh, Disney World uh, a clause made by the Disney family back in the early late sixties early seventies and and you know, all these things that obviously can can really screw up the bottom line to a major corporation like that so exactly. but but again I don't know if that's enough and yet uh, CNN's got a report now about the future of Fox News because Rupert Murdoch is let's face it he's he's like one hundred and twelve now. And uh, who knows where, where the, the company goes without, you know, the, uh, the man in charge there, despite the fact that he's, you know, he's given up control of it, essentially, because of his age. But if he goes, what happens? What, what's, what's this world like without Fox News? I mean, what is I mean, where do we go it's if Fox News? What happens? It's totally off the hook. It, it really is. What do we got left? We got Breitbart. We got Newsmax. You got that one guy that, uh, uh, that used to be on Fox. He was criticizing uh, Tucker Carlson for uh, uh, colluding, if you will, with the with the Russians because the Russians use his image on their own news program. Tucker doesn't have any control over that. If there's one country that has master, who has mastered propaganda, it's Russia. And yet, I forget his name. God, what's up with me today? I'm all screwed up. He's a guy that was caught with his pants down. Regrettably, his son died. Oh yeah, uh, I know. Uh, yeah, I yeah. believe a suicide. Uh, Eric, no, uh, something. Uh, but, you know, yeah. t- t- he's just trying to be – every time I, – I, I know, you know, the guy running uh, for senator against Chuck Schumer, Joe Pinion, was on there. Look, it's a nice effort as far as Newsmax is concerned. It's a crappy t- uh, name, uh, Newsmax. Uh, and it's just sort of well, – my point is this. Without Fox, I, I just – there's nowhere to go. I, I, don't, I wouldn't know where to go at 8 o'clock. Here it is. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Yankee fan. Last night, of course, Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run. That was great. The poor bastard that oh, reached out. Him. Yeah, it was. And I can't wait till he hits his 62nd at Yankee Stadium, by the way. Uh, and the poor ba- bastard that uh, reached over to get that, what would have been a $3 million ball, missed it. And the look on his face. He was a Toronto Blue Jays fan. He had a glove. Uh, but the ball was, was a sinking ball. was hit, like, ferociously because it's off the bat of, of, uh, of Aaron Judge. It was a line drive. And I, I feel so bad for that guy. I was even texting my brothers at the same time, and I said, "Geez, if, if I'm that guy, I'm leaving. <laughs> I just I just gotta get out. I just gotta get out of there." That was three million bucks. That yeah. That hey, do you know? By the way, here's some irony. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Aaron Judge hits his 61st home run last night, uh, and his number, of course, is 99. Roger Maris, his number was nine. I don't know if anyone's ever brought that up. I think that's significant. And here it is. He's hit his 61st home run because the number is so significant. That, tie, that ties Maris. And, of course, Maris did that in 1961. And 61 years later, he does it. And where does he do it? He does it at Rogers Center. Ma- uh, uh, Roger Maris. So a, a lot of ironies there. This is like, a, this is like s- something from The Simpsons, you know, all these crazy, crazy uh, coincidences. Thank you, my friend. Great call. Thank you for calling yes, in today. Have a good one. Uh, yes, you too. So we're already at the bottom of the hour. And uh, so what, what I'll do now is I'll do a commercial break, and we'll be back uh, with more of the Live at Five show on a Thursday right after this. Hi, this is John. Ah, welcome back. That was quick, right? I love my app. What is it called again? I used it earlier. This is the app that traces planes that are flying over your head. Flight Trader. 
Flight Trainer 24, to be exact. So I saw what looked to be like a, a in the, you know, like a private or, or commuter plane uh, flying low uh, over Watertown today from the east, heading towards Dexter. So I whipped out my smartphone and I opened up Flight Trainer 24 to see where it was coming from, and uh, it said not available. So uh, must have been a friend of Jim Levins or someone, someone important. Somebody did really well on his SATs. But if you ever want to just know what's going on, if you and it's it, you know that that it, no matter how far away a jet airliner is, you can hear it. Especially if you're just hanging out in your house, and even watching TV, you can hear that kind of like. Oh boy, listen to my oh my goodness, and it kind of fades away, and immediately when I hear that. And most often I might be, you know, at a place at the lake, so, I, you know, you can hear things a lot better. You can see things a lot better up there, too. And I just uh, will go to the app, and I open it up, and I see the icon of, and it actually, it actually shows you if it's a big plane, like what, what, what they refer to as a heavy jet or a small commuter plane or a helicopter, for that matter. And you just click on it, and it turns red, and it gives you all the information about where it came from and where it's going and what, what height. And, uh, and I actually followed one that actually landed in Dexter at night. So you could use the 3D uh, version of it, too. Now, this is one of those things that you know, they'll, they'll, they'll let you play with it for a while until they, you, know, you have to subscribe to it, which is good. It's like you know, giving someone a drug until they, their teeth fall out, but at least you make money for them before they drop dead. But in this case, it, you won't lose your teeth from watching Flight Trader 24, mind you. But they tease you, and they give you all these features. And it's all, like I said, in real time. The helicopter flying over my friend's house recently, uh, I can hear it coming. And, I, and at the moment it flew over the house, it, it shows it that way uh, in real time on the app. It's an exciting thing. I know there's a lot of people that collect stamps, uh, that go bird watching. That's good stuff. And uh, I'm not into that and whatnot, but uh, if I can hang out and just you know look at what's flying above my head by 35,000 feet or so, uh, coming from Fr a lot of planes coming uh, over over Watertown are going to Montreal, and of course either coming or going out of uh, out of uh, out of Toronto. So we're in lines like in Toronto. If they're going anywhere from Toronto to like uh, London or France or whatever Frankfurt, uh, more often than not they're going to fly right over us. But then, it, strangely enough, uh, you, you got planes that fly from, like, uh, Seoul, Korea, uh, maybe with Kamala Harris herself, and they go upwards over, like, the, the Arctic, uh, and then fly over Canada, and then fly right, and this is when they're going to JFK, mind you. So the one that I saw that went from Seoul to JFK was flying from, from north to south, right over Watertown. Big, heavy jet, 40, like a 747 or something. Uh, good stuff. Anyway, flight. If, 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 you know, if, if you have a lot of time in your hands, like Glenn Curry does, uh, to go to Flight Trader 24. It's a free app, at least for the, for the time being until they, you have to pay for it. 755-1240 uh, is the number. There is a football game tonight. I think it's the Dolphins against uh, the, the, the Eagles. Eagles uh, look like they're the team to beat. Uh, and, of course, all the Dallas Cowboy fans are still you know, always going to say differently. Uh, but uh, clearly one of the worst divisions in football still. But at least the Eagles are, are showing that they're, they're the team uh, that to watch these days in the NFC. And that's a good thing because the NFC East was always the dominating, uh, or used to be, when Dallas was good and the Giants were pretty good. And, and over the years, of course, Redskins and the Eagles were good too. But uh, in recent years, it hasn't been that case. So that's tonight. I do have my... Uh, my picks in, I, I do that every year for like $135. I get the whole season, and it's all done on the – and now, they won't, now they'll send you an email saying, hey, you haven't made your picks yet. And that's a good feature because it's the most, it's, it's the most discouraging thing to forget the Thursday night game. And what's worse is you forget the Thursday night game, and then they play those stupid games in London early on in Sunday, and you forget those. So now they remind you that you've not, you haven't made your picks yet. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, I just wanted to put a plug in for the alternative to Fox News. Yeah, what's that? It should be Real America's Voice, and you can get the app, and you can also download it for uh, Roku. And that's all we watch nowadays is Real America's Voice for all of our uh, conservative news. All right, so it's a TV. You get it on your Roku, you said? Yes, Real America's Voice. they got all kinds of shows on there, and then you can actually uh, 
go back and watch them again uh, using the app on my phone. I listen to it at work and uh, I watch it on the big screen at home uh, using Roku. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up now. Uh, and I, you know, it's one of those things when 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 you're when you're pressured to find something on your phone and then you can't find it. I'm trying to find my app uh, store here and I can't. Hey, no, that's not it. What's the matter with me? God, I'm such a dork. When I need to do it, it it's, it's like, here it is, Play Store. All right, one more time. Uh, duh, say it again. Real America's Voice. Real America. Okay, who's on there? Anybody of note? Uh, well, Steve Bannon has his show, The War Room, on there. Hmm. Uh, twice a day, you've got... Uh, uh, well, there's all kinds of shows, actually. I don't watch all of them because I don't have time to watch all of them. But so uh, you say you I'm watch this? That. You don't watch Fox as much? Are you were you disenfranchised on their uh, reporting on an election night in 2020? <laughs> it's not so much that. It's just it's more convenient where I can rewatch some of the shows in Real America's Voice if I miss them. Oh yeah, here's and, Sebastian uh, Gorka. I'm Seb- Sebastian Gorka. My back pain is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty good. He is good, uh, but but we we like watching uh, like the War Room for sure. Uh, we like that podcast he does, but yeah. he does live shows, and you can go back and watch the episodes later. So who's the guy? I'm, I'm Eric Bowling. That's the guy on Newsmax that question. You know, uh, is saying that uh, uh, Tucker Carlson is using you know American propaganda and is siding with the Russians. Did you see anything of that nature? I mean, I know you're watching this other app, but have you have you uh, seen? Have you, have you I seen can't that story? Say I know anything about that story? No. Uh, you know, again, he's trying to get noticed. He's he's feeling the pinch from being let go there. Uh, and again, he did it because he he got caught, you know, having an affair. Uh, you know, back in the nineties, that yeah, it was okay because you know Bill O'Reilly would do it on a regular basis. Uh, but the woke society woke up one day and said no moss, and that's good. I'm glad. But for him to say that uh, Tucker Carlson is now essentially a vehicle for the for the Russians is just absurd. Uh, it's a horrible thing to it, say. It, it absolutely is because he's got, like you said, he's got no control over how they use his name or image. Not at all, and and yet the claim that uh, Tucker now sometimes Tucker goes over the edge. He's suggesting that some private company uh, broke the uh, the oil line, uh, the pipeline, I should say, in the North Sea somewhere uh, near Norway, uh, and and there is there is uh, proof to to to, to show, demonstrate at least. That some damage has been has happened. There's a huge oil slick there. Whether or not that was, I don't know what happened, but uh, now it seems like that pipeline has been damaged. And he's saying it was uh, done intentionally, uh, and that the next thing could happen that the you know the trunk of uh, you know fiber optics between London and New York might be the next step. Who knows? And if that happens, God forbid what this country looks like, even for one day, if the banks go down in that respect. But uh, anyway, that's that's the latest from Eric Bowling. Okay, I I just downloaded it. And uh, Sebastian Gorka, I've had back pain all my life, but now <laughs> we're relief factor. <laughs> relief factor. Relief, re- relief factor has changed my life. He's the only guy that that he's really the guy that really looks like his name. You, you know what I'm saying? He talks and looks just like Sebastian Gorka. Uh, he he yep. could he couldn't have been Glenn Curry because his voice and his look just. I'm Glenn Curry. No, it's got to be I'm Sebastian Gork. And by the way, he's talking to Steve Bannon. We can rebuild him, Steve Bannon. Uh, what's up? <laughs> Steve Bannon's hair is like a combination of uh, of Mike Francesa and and the guy that's on the Michael K show. His hair is just wild. I, I don't know what it is with him. He's a smart guy, but he just has that crazy look on his face, like he's homeless, like he just he just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> but I like him, and especially, and of course, the liberals loved it when he was in handcuffs and he was uh, brought down the uh, the corridor of shame recently. But there he is, Sebastian Gorper. Well, thank you, my friend. Thanks for the suggestion. I will look into this. I'm looking at it right now. Thanks again. All right, sir. You have a good night. Yes, you too. Uh, so there you have it. You know, uh, and I'll have to add that to my Roku. I don't know about you, but uh, I made the switch from cable to streaming about two years ago, right at the beginning of COVID. And just to save money, and, and there's there's advantages to advantages to it, and there's some cons to it, because every now and then I'll just turn on the TV and just nothing happens. It's very frustrating. It's like uh, you know you you, you want to stimulate the moment, but it's not happening. Even if you know what I'm saying. 
Uh, oh, Jeff having all types of issues with the uh, the newest ad for the for J- Johnny Spisano, vaginal rejuvenation. And Jeff is like, oh, how how can we do that? Of course, he's being a, you know, he's just being an instigator. Oh, did I hear that spot right? Said Jeff, that spot's been running for months. You're just picking that out now. You're on the air. Hey, what's up? Yeah, not that much. You know, the president uh, Biden actually had made a threat that he would take that line out. Really? Yeah. He would take that. The, yeah, the, he said if he said if if things don't, uh, the Russians don't do this or do that, then I'm going to take that Nord Stream out. The Nord Stream. Go, there, there you go. Thank you. Was, yeah, and then they were they questioned. They said, "Well, what do you mean by that?" He goes, "I just mean I'll take it out." Yeah, just like he would take out the Ukraine guy there, if, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean that's that's not a good thing. I mean. Uh, so what would be God the forbid he ever did that? I mean. Yeah, that's sabotage, right? I mean, why would yeah. he? Why would he? Well, do yeah, that? yeah, it is, and, and, and for an environmentalist, I mean, for God's sakes, uh, uh, you know, you got that methane and natural gas yeah. coming up through the ocean and killing fish and wildlife. I mean, that would make else. the Valdez look like you know a walk in the park. I mean, who yeah, knows what that yeah. slick looks like right now? I mean, Tucker showed a picture of it the other day. It's not news. Do you think? Do you think uh, Biden? I uh, check that. Uh, Putin did it. Why would Putin? When he, all he has to do is shut it off. Why would he blow us uh, an expensive thing up like that? It makes no sense that the Russians would do it. The Russians wouldn't do it. So why would Biden do it then? Or for that matter, why would anyone because, do it? Because that's his lifeline. That's how he's making his money to finance the war. So and would that also kill He's two birds? He's natural gas to Europe. So that would kill two birds with one stone. It would stop his money well, making. Also pay back. It also pay back Europe, and uh, you know, with winter on its way, uh, you know, you're in big trouble if you can't eat your homes. So in the northern climes. If that's the case, let's just be hypothetical here. If that's the case, would that not be the biggest story of the year? I mean, it's got to be. I mean, say what you want about a hurricane that's well, apparently so people, killing you hundreds. know how this, Glenn. Uh, you know, the, the media can ignore stories anytime they want to. One of the biggest stories going last fall or two years ago was the laptop that yeah. uh, was never mentioned right. once. I mean, they, you know, I, anybody that doesn't that doesn't see now what's going on with the media right. has got to be crazy. Uh, have you seen I my son? Have you seen my son, Hunter? No, I haven't either. I, 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 I want to see it. I, I just uh, I just haven't. I don't know why. Here now, it is. See, I, if, I, if I talked about that station that guy just talked about with some of the people I know, you know what they would accuse me of? Uh, you're you're oh, a racist, misogynist. You're, you're QAnon. Right. You're, you, you, you support those QAnon people, which I don't even know who QAnon people are. I don't are. know who it is either. You know, you know what I mean? But you always hear them throw that up in your face. Yeah. Or, you, or you're a racist or a misogynist or a sexist yeah. or a xenophobe. So, um, Here's, a, here's an interesting fact. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you're in Florida now, yeah. and, and they've got to clear the highways and get everything going, and and what a mess it is down there, yeah. believe me. I, oh, yeah, uh, I believe you. But I, I'm saying, what, so how, how are those electric vehicles working out? How are those electric chainsaws working? Right, and, right. And uh, all that other equipment that you're going to need. Right, uh, right. You know, my son right now does logistics for T-Mobile and Sprint, and they're trying to get the cell phones in stuff back up and running right you know and they've got to get generators down there to power up those cell because that's you got to have cell phone service right off the bat right sure sure yeah uh, so uh, uh yeah you know, they've got people on their way down there now to get that all coordinated and done but the thing uh, is stuff they know this they they're no dun- they're not dummies they no, know no, this Glenn, i wonder if they do know it you know really i get sick and tired of people saying oh they know that i wonder if they really do if they're that stupid that they think you can go from one from something that works fine and can and, and, and is independent of itself. If it disrupts I, our future, if, if it disrupts you know uh, the establishment and the investments made in in uh, fossil fuels and then tr- and then transfers all that monies uh, towards a new uh, uh, future generation of, 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 of billionaires, they'll do it. They don't care about well, the ramifications of what would happen in a hurricane. They don't give a crap. And, and and then if you say anything uh, against it, they'll call you a conspiracy theorist or a QAnon, like you just said. 
Uh, it, well, then, then the billion, billion, you think the rich people would get sick of these other people because look at those, look at those boats that were washed ashore in, in Fort Myers and Fort Myers Beach. Yeah. You're talking millions and millions of dollars. I know. I mean, one of those boats alone is a million dollars. I know. And, and a lot of people, like the Joy Baharas of the world, who says, you deserve every bit of it. You live down there and you deserve it. They're, they're not saying that literally, but they're, in the back of their minds, they're saying it because they know this is, this is a tragedy. They know hundreds of people are missing already might be over a thousand people died in this i don't think they'll ever know duff man but uh this was this is a horrible horrible thing but uh you know uh, it, it, in their in their viewpoint it couldn't have happened to a better state I, I know that's a horrible thing to say but you know that's what they're thinking you know that's what they're thinking uh, as long yeah, as it, it didn't it, happen it, to it, california that's yeah, yeah. it's a sad state a uh, big difference of uh well you know i just you, you see the people in uh uh Martha's Vineyard, and then yeah. you look at, you know, the, the situation in Florida, and you sit there and look at those people's lives were disrupted because 30 people were brought in. And 50. Like, Sorry. I mean, That's correct. Know, they had to call in the National Guard to get them out of there. They right. Get them out quick. Enough. Right. In 24 hours. You know, and they, and gave, then, uh, they and fed then, them you, Fruit you Loops. Know, you, look, you know, I just... I know. I'm so tired of that. So I just don't see how common sense doesn't prevail. Well, let me ask you. Uh, just like uh, the uh, uh, the gun nut called the hotline show today, and I mentioned it earlier. It, it, are, did we have we lost this? Are, have we have we? Lo- You're going to say, "Oh, let's give some hope, Glenn. Don't be a pessimist." I'm going to tell you, Duffman, right now. Not only are we losing, I think we've lost. I don't think we can ever recover. And if we do, if Trump becomes president again, our lives are going to be miserable. They're going to be awful. You'll know that they will sabotage just like this. This uh, allegations of the the pipeline up there in the North Sea. Uh, you know they're going to just uh, make our lives miserable if and when Trump or DeSantis or or Young Youngling, whatever the guy from Virginia wins. It's just going to be miserable. And, and a lot of independents look at it that way. Says it's either what a four dollar gallon of gas, uh, supply uh, supply chains issue of crime, immigration. Uh, they, they outweigh the differences and say, you know what. I'll live with that as opposed to the summer of 2020 and the potential of another George Floyd. That, I know it's horrible to say, but it's true. You, you know, people have lost their wealth. I mean, the average people have lost, you know, close to $6,000 in yeah. income because and, of inflation. And that's not even, and look at the stock well, market today. Not, not counting your stock market. Right. Yeah, you don't even count that. I'm just talking about your, your, oh, I know. your paychecks are worth less. Oh, I, mean, I, know. I know. The dollars, you know, I mean, it's just. How can you how can you defend the indefensible? But but, uh, but Duffman, we're coming out of we're coming out of COVID and and and, Ru- and, and uh, China and the and the war in Ukraine. Come on, don't you know that's what's that's what's causing all this? And, and they don't yeah, mention not, anything it's about it's domestic the, drilling. It's not the top. <laughs> it's not the it's not the people at the top that are making all these mistakes. And, but they just my point is they justify it, uh, Duff. They justify it. No, I know. I know. And they'll say that and we're conditioned. They got a media that pumps it out and says, yeah, no, they're doing fine. I mean, you got a guy that'll probably call up after me and nah. tell you how great things are. Hey, someone just you know, called up. Did. Someone's blinking now. It's either him or SG, as you know. Dip, 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 yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. SG's going to call up and tell you how great things are, and it's not his fault. Yeah, yeah. Leadership doesn't matter. Right. Afghanistan and, was know, a brilliant move. Right. Supply yeah, chain is not important. Who cares about crime in Philadelphia? You don't live there. Uh, yeah, this, that, and the other thing. I, I guarantee you that's going to be a ne- my next call. So let's stay here for the next 10 minutes, stuff, huh? No, that's good. <laughs> Please. Well, at least all my neighbors are fine. It was everybody's uh, getting, getting... All back, those uh, white conservatives playing, you know, cornhole, you know, drinking cheap Paps Blue Ribbon beer, watching NASCAR. You had it coming to you. Yeah, Mother Nature said, screw you, Florida. I'm going to make your lives miserable. Just like John Marley and uh, as Waltz in The Godfather. You know, the funny thing is all those people are helping each other right now. I know they are. They're doing they great. Yeah. No, you know what I mean, though, Glenn? But they do. That's the kind of people that make this world work. Right. People go out and they help their neighbors. And, right. And they do the right thing. And, you know, they don't live in some fantasy world where right. they're... Uh, they're not uh, affected by anything, but you know most people I know are affected by the economy. The, the economy we got right now, yeah. and they were living pretty good two years ago. They were, so and I, and here's the thing, and I'll say this before I go because I really don't want to go. But at the end, of, you know, here's the yeah. deal, and I said this before, I said it this week. Uh, the the level of hatred towards Donald Trump is not max or equaled by the level of dislike and or hatred towards Joe Biden. And you know what, Duffman, we have so many reasons to have animosity towards the current administration we really do but we don't right. the average republican voter doesn't have the same level of disdain 
for the previous president. In fact, they still have that high level of disdain for him, and he's not even president. So he's parked in their brains. So um, he's got such an impact on, on the liberals that they can't let it go. And yet we have the right, based on all the stuff that we've been dealing with just in the last 18 months under this administration, not to mention Kamala Harris is clueless that we would have the right to say, oh, my God, what's going on here? But we don't. We have reservations. And the moment we say something, oh, you're a sexist, you're a racist, you're a QAnon, you're a terrible. And meanwhile, when I go online and I read the horrible, horrible things, not just Kathy Griffin showing the head of, of, a, uh, of a decapitated Donald Trump, but just the words and all the people that support it. Why is it that level of hatred is so much higher than the current administration from the Republicans. I don't, I'll never figure because, that out. It's mob mentality. Donald Trump, Donald Trump beat them at their own game, and they just can't accept the fact that this guy came from out of nowhere and just beat them at their own game, told them that he'd beat them at their own game, predicted it years and years ago. The Simpsons predicted it. Yeah, right. And he came out Amongst there and he things. beat them, and they're, they're embarrassed. Their best person, the best Democrat ever that was ever created on this planet Earth, yeah. Hillary Clinton. He beat her. Right. He beat the woman. That, there was no way she could lose. She was, uh, right. you know, to them, she was Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, you know, well, not real. A lot of them didn't like her. I mean, I mean but well, yeah. hey, they they nominated her. Yeah, oh, of it course. Doesn't matter. She, they nominated her. Let, let me let me tell you something. Though. I'm 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 glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because here's the thing. She was, you know, she was the stage right heir apparent to, to, to uh, Barack Obama. She had to wait eight right. years. She was supposed to be elected in 2008. But Barack Obama, right. the young, inspiring man that was the uh, neighborhood organizer back in Illinois and Chicago, becomes a congressperson. Then he becomes a senator. All of a sudden, he comes up the ranks because the white elitist said, oh, this is the guy. And he became the guy. And the most disappointed person on the planet was Hillary Clinton. This was my job. I left. I became senator of New York as a carpetbagger back in 2000, and now it's my job to be the president of the United States. Now i got to wait eight years? She waits eight years, and none of the Rep none of the Democrats run, other than some guy, I believe, from either uh, Maryland, or the governor of Maryland, whichever, and, of course, Bernie Sanders. There was three people that were running on the Democratic ticket for an open seat back in 2000, uh, 2016. You remember that? 2016, three mm -hmm. people. Four years later, there's a, a, what, how, many, how many Democratic candidates were there to run up against uh, uh, in the beginning with de Blasio and uh, Mike Bloomberg? It was, it was like 20 of them. They, they, had to divide, they had to divide the debates into two separate groups. Gillibrand yeah. was on there. So they, they put all of their, all of their money and they said, well, it's going to be Hillary's, it's going to be hers, and let's see who runs for the Republicans. And, of course, Trump came up the ranks of, well, she'll beat him. And sure enough, of course, that didn't happen. But in the process, one thing did happen, Duffman. The one guy that did run against Hillary Clinton was Bernie Sanders. And that opened the floodgate to the AOCs, to the squad, to all these other crazy socialists. That, you know, it was really, that's, that, the Democrats have to blame themselves for, for, uh, for saying, oh, Hillary is going to be the next president of the United States. And then, oh, well, we got this crazy guy from Vermont, originally from Brooklyn. Uh, he was broke. He was crazy in 1968 convention and so forth. He won't go anywhere. But look at the impact he did then. He almost beat her, by the way. And the establishment didn't like that. And now look at, look at the uh, Bernie Sanders wannabes uh, out there today. Not just running for president, but people in Congress, people in the Senate. This guy Fetterman is clearly a socialist. So that opened the floodgates for socialism in the 21st century, thanks to the Democratic Party. And that's where you would expect Yeah, Bernie to Sanders from. isn't even a Democrat. Isn't that funny? Uh, it's amazing. And yet, look, at, look, at, look how impactful he was uh, when he had yeah. to sit there. Uh, and, uh, and, and just hand, hand the ring, rings over to, uh, to Hillary Clinton. So, okay, it's yours. It's yours, Hillary. It's yours. Yo, yo, boom. I don't know who's got a, most, uh, a, a worse uh, New York State accent, him or Janet Yellen. Together, they would make the ugliest babies in the world, for the record. I got to go. I got to get this call before you know who gets upset. Hi, Harry. All right. All right. So let's see who it is. Uh, no, it's Hi, not. how are you? Hi, uh, how are you doing? Have the Congress uh, candidate tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow at 5.15. Okay, um, real quick. Uh, wow, this is an SG. I heard him on the mayor's show one of the days, and the same with Mario uh, Frado used. Well, uh, Congressman uh, uh, Tenney and Congressman uh, uh, Elise Stefanik, they, they voted for such and such. Yeah. They're hypocrites. Well, anybody who knows about the bills, there's like six or 700 pages of the bill, mm -hmm. and there might be two pages with one thing. In order for them to get uh, what they want, they've got to vote the other way uh, for the other thing, too. 
Um, that, 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 so ask them if it's a part of, of a bill or if it's a line, uh, and that's where the line item veto that Ronald Reagan wanted. So what, bi- what bi- <laughs> just cure my ignorance, what bill are you referring to as an example, if you he, will? He, I, I can't remember it, but he, he kept saying, Mario Frado said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, she voted for this and voted for that. Well, right. they were part of a bill that's incorporated in the bill. And in order to get what you want, you got to go along with all the other stuff. Right. That's how they do it. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, uh, Dan Francis uh, very, very nicely said the other day about abortion, about a child that you know, needs to be, you know, there's no hope for a child. That is true. Um, that's, but that rape, incest, and... Um, um, Rape incest and you know, for the health of the child, and the mother. right, right. If there's right. if the danger to the to the mother, yeah, right. It's only about two percent of the abortion, right. And yet I'm that's with him on that, right. Would, would he join me on the other ninety percent in the in the air of choice? The woman right. has uh, access to sonograms or uh, you know all everything, sure. sure. And there's that is a choice, but yeah. to, to, to these people are saying uh, up to the minute of uh, birth right. to. Uh, late-term abortion, that's it, it, it is. It's, it's absolutely brutal. Yeah. Next uh, thing is you yeah. disrupt, uh, you said Donald Trump is disrupting. Well, if $2 a gallon gas, yeah. uh, the full oil reserves is uh, disrupting. Yeah. And at one point, inflation is... In, in, 8 is, point, uh, yeah, 5%, yeah. And the independent, uh, the, in, the oil independent, dependence, uh, independence yeah. is disrupting. I want to be a disruptor. Well, of course you do, but they don't. They they would rather live a life of misery and high taxes and and uh, and supply chains uh, and immigration and crime as long as the orange man is not in power. That's the difference in America today. Not not in your world, but the rest of us, unfortunately, have to deal with them. If you take Agenda 21 or Agenda 30, whatever they're calling it now at the United Nations, which is published at the United Nations, I don't know if they're calling it that. Just like Acorn years ago, they yeah. I got ten ten seconds left. Okay, um, uh, they want they wanted to depopulate the world. Right. It's a right here. Right. I agree. I know. I'll ask that question. Listen tomorrow, and thank you very much for that. That's awesome, uh, Matt Costelli on tomorrow at five fifteen here on the Live at Five show. That ends today's show. Uh, AM twelve forty W eighteen. What a town up next? CBS News. See you tomorrow for Friday. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Steve Futterman in Los Angeles. Ian, which had been downgraded to a tropical storm, is now once again a hurricane. This as it heads towards the Carolinas. WCBS meteorologist Craig Allen. It is a Category 1, and it will not increase to levels that we saw when Ian smacked into the Gulf Coast of Florida. However, it is likely to intensify a little bit more. Current winds are about 75 miles per hour. Could get up to about 80, 85 miles per hour. In Florida, they are trying to assess the damage there. CBS's Jason Allen. State officials say the next couple of days are going to be critical for response teams, and they are urging people not to survey the damage themselves. Let the crews get in there, do what they need to do. We're coming in full force. We've got a lot of people coming in there. We need you out of our way so we can get our job done. President Biden is promising government assistance. I'm Stephen Portnoy in Washington, where the president expresses concern about what could be a substantial loss of life. This could be the deadliest hurricane in Florida's history.